This is an ABC podcast. Yes, we have new hookup intro music and yes, Flume should be worried. And yes, we've got a new team. I'm Dee Salmon. I've been behind the scenes producing the hookup for the past couple of years and now I'm taking over the mic. I cannot wait to bitch about dating apps with you, cry over our broken hearts, laugh about cooked weird dating stories, learn new ways to think about relationships, sexuality, learn to love ourselves, normalize shit, and just find out how to sex better. Uh, also, I want you to meet the new producer, the gorgeous, the stunning, the boss, Pip Rasmussen. Absolutely stop it. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the world of the hookup. I know. It's so exciting. I did a little stint last year while you were working on Hack and it was so much fun. I practically begged to get back <laughs> in this studio and here I am, baby, permanent. Permanent. And it's a new year and we've got so much to talk about. Yeah. Season three of COVID after two years of lockdowns and the stress of the pandemic, things are starting to open up. Finally. There's hot summer vibes all around, uh, which means that you might be going on dates again for the first time in ages. Well, last week we put up a post on our Instagram asking if you were getting back out there. And for some of you, it's been years. Jasmine DM'd us and said that she had her first pash in two years on a date recently. And Alex said that they went on their first date in a year and a half. So... You know, this shit is scary. It's daunting. You might be feeling super socially anxious, like you've forgotten how to even talk to another human being and flirt. Well, in this episode, we've got you some great advice about how to prepare for a first date, what kind of date you should actually plan, and some combo starters from Triple J's own Hobber and Hing. Which is all going to be super helpful, especially if you're meeting someone off the app in real life for the first time. Oh, wait. Hold on, we should talk about Nat from Tassie. Like, I don't want her story to scare people off from having their first dates, though, but it's too good not to share. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, no, yeah, we heard from a hookup listener on the show who finally did that. They met up with someone off a dating app, um, Nat from Tassie. She'd been talking to him for a while. Anyway, it didn't go to plan. So I went on this first date um, with a guy I met from Hinge. We went out for dinner and I went back to his place. Next morning, um, I get a text from him saying that he is COVID positive uh, and to come over to do a rat test. Um, and I couldn't really isolate at my house. Um, so I've ended up isolating at his house. So I'm downstairs in one of his spare rooms. Um, and we've been um, like chatting over the balcony and doing like FaceTime calls. Uh, like playing like games, like app games and things like that. Um, but yeah, very weird experience. Nat, that is wild. Crazy. And so you said that he moved into the house recently. So what's that yeah. like? Um, there's no furniture. No. <laughs> um, we've been, yeah. No. I'm what are you sleeping? No, no. Um, <laughs> actual stuff of nightmares. <laughs> but it sounds like it's going really well. Like we checked in with Nat and she said it was, you know, they were vibing. They were talking over the balcony. They've been playing games on apps. They've been FaceTiming. They've been getting along, which is so wild. Yeah. So, you know, after hearing that story, we thought it was the perfect time to brush up on those first date skills because who knows, you might end up having to spend a whole <laughs> week with someone bloody isolating. I'm praying that that doesn't happen to you. <laughs> uh, so to help us out, we've got someone who knows a thing or two about dating, the relationship and dating expert on reality TV show Married at First Sight, Mel Schilling. And we first wanted to know... How important is that first date? 
do we really only have one shot? One opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in the moment? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> Here's Mel. I really see the first date at the moment in a different way that I would have than I would have seen it maybe three years ago pre-pandemic. Um, you know, still it's really important to do all your preparation, but it's also a bit of a practice. It's important to take the pressure off yourself so that you know, you accept that we're all just re-entering into this strange world of dating after being in a cave for two years. Yeah, so Mel reckons you should do a practice date before the big real one that you're really super nervous and excited about. I'd recommend a simu date. So listeners who are old enough to have listened to or to rather to have watched Sex in the City or may, maybe you've watched it in a retro ironic way um, would know that, that the term simu date is, is referring to a practice date. So go out with a friend, a relative, your friend's brother, your sister's uncle, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Your sister's uncle? Isn't that just your uncle? That's your uncle. Yeah. But <laughs> look, I wouldn't go on a fake date with anyone's uncle or anyone's Please friend's brother. Please don't go on brother. anyone's uncle's friend's brother. It would be hard enough to find a friend who takes this, like, somewhat seriously. <laughs> but no. I think she's just saying like a turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah. Like anyway, your sister's friend's cousin's uncle brother. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, Mel. And just have a bit of a a bit of banter, but also start practicing some of the stories that you might share on a date. Practice a little bit of touching them on the a non-erotic zone, like you know, the elbow or or the shoulder. And just get an actual practice run so that you can get a feel, get almost like getting that muscle memory back into your body of what it feels like to communicate in a more flirtatious way. We reckon Mel's got a good point here, but do it as a practice date with someone that you're not super into. So say, for example, you're in a dating app and you're messaging like five different people and there's one person that you're super, super excited about and you've got this like amazing date planned, but you're really, really nervous. Maybe pick someone else that you're messaging to go on a date with and just get like a casual coffee date or like go for a walk. And that way it takes a bit of the pressure off and you get a bit of a practice with someone that maybe you're not that nervous about exactly it's kind of like you take like the lower priority person and i'm sorry it sounds kind of harsh yeah i mean we've all got them on the dating apps but yeah like <laughs> if you're running a few people at a time you know the person who you're the most excited for and exactly the who you wouldn't mind seeing just in case but you're not really like putting all your bets on that person exactly so great advice there from mel so before you go on your date as a first dates expert and someone who works with setting up people for our entertainment on TV, Mel has some best practice tips. The first thing to get really clear in your own mind is what do I want to get out of this dating experience? Essentially, what is my dating goal? So here, it's really important to be honest with yourself about whether you're just, you know, dipping your toe in, in the um, casual sex pool for a while Maybe you just want some hookups, you don't want any ties, you just want, you know, nothing deep or emotional, you just want some sex exercise. Great, do that. Or maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum where you are ready for a relationship. You really want to get the commitment and the companionship and that's where you're focused. My advice here is don't muddle the two up. <laughs> don't try and have one foot in each camp because it doesn't work. Go for one or the other. If you are after the hookups, great. Play with the mobile apps, you know, go for the instant gratification, you know, that more kind of disposable dating approach and enjoy that. Just do it safely. 
But if you are looking for more the in-depth relationship, this is where you need to think really long and hard about the apps that you're using. Are they serving you or are they just giving you that that hit of excitement every time your phone pings, you know? So that's the first part, getting your dating goals really clear, actually putting strategies in place that take you toward your goals, not away from them. She's got another practical tip as well. Have some stories up your sleeve before you go on the date to suss out if your date has similar values to you. A foundational skill that will help you tell stories or share stories that serve a number of purposes. So it's all about getting in touch with your values. So if you can understand, okay, my highest values, for example, are health, integrity, and adventure. If you can, before going on the date, Prepare a story to share from your life, a real story, a memory that highlights you living each of those values. It will do a number of things. Firstly, it will help, it will boost your confidence because we feel more confident when we're speaking in a way that aligns with our values because it feels very congruent with who we are. It also is going to give a very realistic and more in-depth picture to the person you're dating about who you are and what you're about. And what you can do as you're telling that story is watch how they're responding. And it will become very obvious to you if they share that value. I mean, family is a classic one, yeah. you know, particularly if you're a person who has a very, you know, strong connection to your family and it's a deal breaker. You know, you know that you want to end up with a person who highly values family and wants to create a family. All you really have to do is start sharing a story about, you know, a, a, a something you shared with your family and watch how they respond. Are they nodding along and smiling and, you know, can they can't, can't, maybe they can't wait to share a story from their own family as well? Or do they look a bit cynical? Do they switch off? Do they disengage? You know, that's very telling. Also, if you really want to build a connection with that person quickly, she's got another pointer to get you there. A really great technique to put in place here is to fast track the bonding and there's a number of ways that you can do this, um, preferably sober. <laughs> but what, what I would suggest in terms of fast-tracking the bonding is to do things to build their esteem and to show empathy. So two E words, esteem and empathy. When you're connecting with someone and you, for example, pay them a genuine compliment and boosting their self-esteem, will actually fill them with oxytocin and positive, happy hormones and make them feel ingratiated to you. Now, showing them empathy is, oh, I actually think it's the number one skill humans have. <laughs> um, you know, if they're telling you a story maybe of something that was difficult in their life or maybe it was something that was wonderful in their life, but showing that capacity to step into their shoes and reflect back to them, wow, that must have been amazing for you or gosh, I can see how difficult that was for you. You know, really connecting with them on that emotional level and showing that you can really understand them is so, so powerful. So asking questions to understand them, not just to gather data and, you know, move on to the next question kind of thing. So those are two techniques that really help with that deeper bonding. Also, just a note to take away from this, though, don't trauma dump. Oh, that's... 
Sorry, that's just a classic me move. <laughs> it's like that meme where it's like, I'm just going to start with my light traumas before I get into the big stuff. Like, I know. I'm such an overshare as well, so I can definitely be guilty of this. Oh, but look, don't a do first it. date is not don't the place do to do it. Like, you can't just purge your darkest shit that's ever happened to you to a total stranger. I think we've all had that happen to us, though, whether it's like a friend or... or someone in the smokers section at 2am in a club. A girlie in the bathroom being like, babe, let me tell you this horrible thing. And I'm like, I don't... I can't. And I get it because people think it just actually genuinely fast tracks that connection. You're like, oh, wow, we shared something so personal. But for most people, it's really uncomfortable. So just don't do it. Don't trauma dump. Now, something that I've always wondered is, is it better to jam pack a first date with heaps of different fun activities or... Is it better to just do like a really chilled catch-up, a coffee in the park, a picnic, a walk on the beach, and just try to get to know each other? Mel reckons a date where you do stuff is the way to go. I really like an active date. I I do. I think, you know, the the old-fashioned approach of sitting opposite someone at a table for an entire meal is is really not that helpful, you know, these days. There's a whole range of reasons that the traditional – style of date doesn't work for everybody. So I think a walking date is sensational. You know, walking side by side, it can take some of the pressure off from an eye contact perspective. People tend to be more open and honest if they're not feeling um, interrogated. So before Mel was talking about kickstarting the bond by handing out some genuine compliments, being a really good listener and, you know, being an empath, a normal human being. But there is another way you can bond super fast. Yeah, we're talking about the adrenaline date. It's backed by science. You see it in all the reality TV shows. They're always going on these hectic dates and it can make you both heaps horny for each other. I like an active date, but when it comes to the idea of the adrenaline date and, you know, I I definitely see the merit in those because, you know, we all love our dopamine and, and as we know, when your body is feeling aroused and excited or even scared, if you're bungee jumping, for example, or watching a horror movie, your body gets confused and does tend to translate that with um, sexual attraction to the person. And that can actually kickstart a really great sexual bond with someone. You know, our our brains don't really differentiate between, for example, um, surprise and excitement and anticipation and sexual arousal versus fear and, you know, that absolute terror and wanting to run away. So at that physiological level, it's very, very similar. It's a very similar response. So, you know, I, I get it. it. It makes sense to create these sort of high adrenaline dates, but I would suggest that that's a good idea to come later because early dating is confusing enough as it is because we get caught up in lust um, and the early stage of, of dating that, that that's often referred to as limerence, which is a bit like you're full of all the happy hormones and you can only see them through rose-coloured glasses. And if you were to add in adrenaline to this stage of the dating process, I think it's only going to lead to confusion because it's going to just you know, potentially if there are red flags there that you're not seeing, this could overshadow them even more and you're just going to get very much caught up in, you know, a sex haze and <laughs> miss the opportunity to actually be objective. Sex haze. I mean. Skydiving? 
Never thought the two could mix, but here we are. We've all been there, let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, she is spot on about the red flag thing. I think if you're doing something hectic and trying not to die on your date of adrenaline. You're not going to notice if they say that one line that is like a huge red flag for you. You're like, I'm too busy trying to survive, thanks. Hanging off a rock wall, <laughs> shaking, and then you don't even notice when he says... How good is it to clap when the plane lands? Exactly. <laughs> Okay, but what about the actual conversation on the date? Because sometimes when you're really nervous, it can be a bit like, shit, what do we even talk about? Like, what do I say here? Uh, Well, don't worry. Our mates, Triple J Drive presenters Hobber and Hing have got you covered. Hello, it's Hobber and Hing from Triple J. Dating right now is harder than ever. Years of lockdowns and a justified fear of exchanging bodily fluids have wreaked havoc on singles around the world. Even now people are getting back into dating, we've all forgotten how to talk to new people. Every date is stuck in a conversation rut. I mean, how many siblings do you have? Where did you grow up? Why do you look so different to your profile photos? What if we told you there was a cure to boring dates? I'm listening. Introducing Hobbit Incorporated's patented dating cards. 52 date-ready questions pioneered on real-life dates by Michael Hing. Then studied tested and perfected by the Hobber and Incorporated board. With our patented 52 questions, there are no lulls in conversation, no awkward silences, no reason to have a panic attack in the bathroom. Questions like, what's the best water you've ever drunk? Ooh, great question for me. Uh, from a fresh mountain stream in distant Iceland. If you could bring back any extinct animal but would have to get rid of a current animal of the same size, what would it be? What a great question. I guess I'd bring back the dodo and get rid of the ibis. If you're in a zombie apocalypse, what celebrity would you want with you? Huh, The Rock, because he could either wrestle them or charm them. (laughs) I don't know if you can charm a zombie. Well, if anyone can, The Rock can do it. Well, let me ask you, Michael. What's the best internal organ of the body? Uh, probably heart, I reckon. Heart, pumps blood, very necessary. Always, always steady, you know what I mean? They're all necessary. No, but uh, like the heart, I feel like the heart has rhythm. It's the drummer of the body. Yeah, and also gives you away when you're lying. As you can see from this sparkling conversation, our patented 52 questions works every time. In fact, Michael, you actually developed these cards in real life because you struggled on dates. And now I've got a girlfriend who tolerates me. She's definitely real and she has the cards to thank. The Hobbit Incorporated dating cards will be out by Valentine's Day. Listen in to our show to find out how you can win them. Hobbit Hing, weekdays from 3pm, but always in your hearts. Now that you're all ready for your first date, make sure you keep us updated. Let us know how it goes. You can DM us at Triple J The Hookup. We love hearing about your love lives and hearing your stories. Like, for example, just quickly before I go, uh, we got a DM a few days ago from Justine and she was like, oh, my God, I've got my first date this weekend. I'm really nervous. And I was like, good luck. Let me know how it goes. Anyway, she did. And this is how it went. It was my first date in like four months and he drove all the way 40 minutes from his house to pick me up in like a really old car that he just bought and uh, he doesn't really drive manual uh, and I drive manual so I was like yep we've been talking for like two weeks yeah cool I'll teach you how to drive manual easy peasy so he drives me in to like the CBD uh, and he's like your turn to drive like I've known him for maybe maybe 45 minutes so we're looking for a car park I've maybe been driving the car for like three minutes and uh, and I see a park um, on the other side of the road I do a u-turn but I take it a bit too quickly and then end up in the middle of the road and I hit a tree (gasps) 
So then I like reverse the car out uh, and then go and park it in the car spot that I'd found and then proceed to bawl my eyes out. <laughs> so hectic. Honestly, the stuff of nightmares. But don't worry, Justine told me that they ended up having a really great night and they're going on a second date. Anyway, my point is DM us at any time with any of your stories, topic suggestions, if you need help with something, sex, dating and relationships. If you're not already following our Instagram, it's at Triple J The Hookup and, you know, all the things. Follow, like, subscribe and, you know, send it to your friend, your sister, your friend's sister's uncle's brother's cousin's mum's dad. <laughs> not the uncle. We love the uncle. No, nah, he needs it. He needs it. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, I'll catch you next time.